and that is Lauren Noble and Abby Hill. And there is no more beautiful name in Jesus. He has no rival and no equal. Thank you so much for leading us in worship today. Acts chapter 17, read with me, 22 and, no, rather, verses 22 through 33. We'll be reading that in just a moment. Is there a God? How do you know? What proof do you have that he exists? Well, 535 million people on this earth follow a belief system that would answer that question as by saying, there is no proof because there is no God. 7% of our planet believes that. It's a belief system known as Buddhism. Now, several years, uh, for several years now, First Baptist Church has commissioned a demographic study I've told you about of our area. We do that every three years, and we, we, uh, we study 24 minutes from our, our church because that's the drive time in, D- in Dallas-Fort Worth to work, 24 minutes. That's the average drive time. And studies show that people drive to church as far as they do to work. And so we pretty well see that as our, as our area or our field and so every three years we commission that study and, and we find out a lot of demographics about those people who live in the Garland, Saxe, and Rowlett area. And the number one spiritual question that the people living in our area have is, what do all of the major belief systems believe about Jesus? That's the number one question of people in our area. So we're going through a six-week study, a sermon series, entitled Jesus Among Other Beliefs, where we're looking at the major belief systems, not just of the world, but also the ones that impact our our culture right around us here in Garland, and we're looking at those and what they believe about Jesus. Two weeks ago, we looked at Judaism. Last Sunday, we looked at Hinduism, and this morning, we're going to examine the beliefs of Buddhism. Now, in Acts chapter 17, the Apostle Paul was, was preaching to the local philosophers at the Oropagus on Mars Hill there in Athens. As he preached the sermon, he addressed some of the modern teachings of Buddhism. So read with me starting in verse 22. Then Paul stood in the midst of the Oropagus and said, Men of Athens, I perceive that in all things you are very religious. For as I was passing through and considering the objects of your worship, I even found an altar with this inscription to the unknown God. Therefore, the one whom you worship without knowing, him I will proclaim to you. God, who made the world and everything in it, since he is Lord of heaven and earth, does not dwell in temples made with hands. Nor is he worshipped with man's hands as though he needed anything, since he gives to all life, breath, and all things. And he has made from one blood every nation of men to dwell on the face of the earth, and has determined their pre-appointed times, the boundaries of their dwellings, so that they should seek the Lord in the hope that they might grope for him and find him. No, he is not far from each of us. For in him we live and move and have our being. As also some of your own poets have said, for we are also his offspring. 
Therefore, since we're the offspring of God, we ought not to think that the divine nature is like gold or silver or, or stone, something shaped by art or man's devising. Truly, these times of ignorance God overlooked, but now commands all men everywhere to repent, because he has appointed a day on which he will judge the world in righteousness by the man whom he has ordained. He has given us assurance of this to all, here's the trigger, by raising him from the dead. And when they heard of the resurrection of the dead, some mocked. Others said, we'll hear you again on this matter. So Paul departed from among them. At one time, Buddhism was once a mysterious Eastern religion. But now it's very popular in the U.S. and very popular in our culture. There are three to four million Buddhists in the U.S. Forty percent of them are in Southern California. But there's a lot of influence of Buddhism right around us. In fact, where I live, uh, at my, my house outside of Wiley, within nine and a half miles of where I live, there are three Buddhist temples. One in Royal City. Uh, one in Saxe and one in Plano, all of them are within nine and a half miles of where I live. Of course, you know there's a, a large one on North Garland Avenue up by Buckingham. There's another one on Katy Street here in Garland. A lot of Buddhist influence around us. Now, there are different kinds of Buddhism. There's Theravada Buddhism. There's Tibet uh, Buddhism, Zen Buddhism. Import Buddhism, uh, immigrant Buddhism. And a lot of people say that Christianity and Buddhism are very similar. In fact, if you go online and you just, if you just Google, what's the difference between Buddhism and Christianity? You're going to find a lot of articles that say they are very similar. They teach pretty much the same thing. Except one believes in Buddha, one believes in Jesus, otherwise of all the belief systems, they're the most similar. It's what you'll read. It's not true. There is a vast difference between Buddhism and Christianity. So this morning, I want us to examine Buddhism's beliefs and how they compare with what we believe as Christians. First of all, letter A, no God. Buddhism is known as a non-theistic religion. That means they don't believe in God. Now, that's very unusual because all other belief systems, major belief systems in our world, believe in a God. Judaism believes in a God, and Hinduism believes in 330 million of them, and, and Islam believes in a God, Christianity believes in a God, Buddhism is the only one. You may say, what about atheism? Well, atheism is not a systematized belief system. But of all the belief systems that are systematized in the world, Buddhism is the only one that does not believe there's a God. In fact, they don't even use the word God. In fact, Buddhists say that belief is not necessary. Faith is not even necessary. You don't have to have faith. Faith in what? 
They don't believe in faith. In Buddhism, there is no conversion. You don't repent and become a Buddhist. In fact, you just start practicing the Buddhist routines and the Buddhist traditions, and you're a Buddhist. So you don't really have to convert to Buddhism from any other belief system. Now, listen to, uh, according to BuddhaNet.net, that is a website that, that pretty well sets forth all the things that Buddhism believes. Here's what they say about God. Quote, A belief in God is a result of fear. There's no evidence to support there's a God. So, belief is unnecessary, end quote. So what Buddhists believe, if you believe in God, it's a crutch. It's a crutch because you're afraid. Just get rid of the fear in your life. Start practicing the Buddhist traditions and the routines. And you don't need faith. You don't need a God. Now, what we believe in Christianity is that there is a God. That there's only one. His name is Yahweh. He's the God of the Old Testament, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He is the only true and living God, and He's perfectly revealed in Jesus. Listen to what God told His people in Isaiah 45, verse 5. I am the Lord, and there is no other. There is no God besides me. I will gird you, though you have not known me. Paul said in the Sermon on the Mars Hill, verses 24 to 28, he talks about there being a God. Letter B on your outline. Rejects creation. Now, the first week we looked at Judaism and we said that Christianity is a sect of Judaism. In other words, it developed within Judaism and, and now kind of completes Judaism. Judaism told us the Messiah is going to come. Christianity said the Messiah has come. So it is a sect from within Judaism. Likewise, Buddhism is a sect of Hinduism. So that's why we covered Hinduism first last week. Buddhism believes they complete Hinduism. And if you remember last week from Hinduism, we saw that they don't believe that the world was created. They believe that the world has always existed. So Buddhists believe the same thing. They believe that the world is eternal. That matter is eternal. Everything you touch has always been here and will always be here because it's eternal. The world is constantly recreating itself, is what they say. And so there's no Big Bang. There's no creator. Nobody created it. The world has always been here and will always be here. Now, in Christianity, we believe that that is not the case. We believe in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and that the earth was without form and void, and God spoke, and it 
all came into being, that the world is not eternal at all. In fact, the world was created and the world will wind down and the world will end and matter is not eternal, that matter is temporal and matter is decaying and the world is going to end and that God created it and God will bring a culmination to it. And we believe, unlike Buddhists, that Jesus is eternal, not a created being. He is eternal, and Jesus created the world. He was there at creation. Listen to Colossians 1.16. For by Him, talking about Jesus, all things were created that are in heaven, that are on earth, visible, invisible, thrones, dominions, principalities, powers. All things were created through Him and for Him. So we believe there was a creation of the world by God. Buddhists reject it. Letter C. No end times. Buddhism does not believe the world's ever going to end. Buddhism has no doctrine of eschatology, no millennial views. Because there will be no end times, there will be no last days, the world will always be here. And if you remember from last week, Hinduism believes there is a circle to life. Remember that? The circle of life, there's birth, there's death, there's rebirth, life, death, rebirth, and it continually cycles a, a circle of life. Remember the Lion King, the circle of life, yes, written by Hindu producers. We saw that last week. Buddhism believes the same. There is a reincarnation. There is a, a circle of life, and the world is never going to end. They believe that. We believe in what the Bible calls the end times or the last days. We believe, the Bible talks about in the New Testament, talks about the millennium, it talks about the tribulation, it talks about the end of the world. And we believe that the world is culminating and one day everything as we know it will end. Look at what Peter said. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night. Now listen to the description. In which the heavens will pass away, literally means move on by, with a great noise. And the word noise there in the Greek language is roizodon. It means whizzing sound or a crashing sound. So, so the world is going to crash. And the elements will melt with fervent heat. Both the earth and the works that are in it will be burned up. It sounds like a nuclear attack, doesn't it? In fact, Billy Graham, I'm not the first to say that, Billy Graham years ago in this talking about this passage said he believes the world will culminate in a nuclear attack because the description in Second Peter 3.10 sounds like it. It does sound like it. Now, we don't know for certain, but it does sound like that description that the world is going to end and there will bring a culmination to it. Buddhists believe it will just continue forever. Now, here are some famous Buddhists that you know. George Lucas, the creator of Star Wars. 
Yes, Star Wars has both Hindu and Buddhist teachings along the force be with you and getting in the life force and having power and strength whenever you do. In fact, he was actually influenced by Joseph Campbell, who was a Hindu philosopher, but now today practices Buddhism there in Southern California. Jeff Bridges is an actor. Uh, 2009, he, was the, he won the Academy Award for the Best Actor for Crazy Heart. Katie Lang is a pop singer and a country singer. In fact, uh, she sang Hallelujah at the opening of the Winter Olympics. She's Buddhist. Jennifer Aniston is Buddhist. Brad Pitt is Buddhist. No, Mark, that's not me. Mark thought that was me. It's Brad Pitt. (laughs) Angelina Jolie is Buddhist. Kate Bosworth is Buddhist. She's an actress in recently the Netflix series uh, Island. Mark Zuckerberg of Facebook, he's Buddhist. Uh, Alex Rodriguez is Buddhist, uh, played with the Rangers, a Major League Baseball player. Uh, rumor over the weekend that he's about to buy the New York Mets for $3 billion. Uh, A-Rod is Buddhist. Richard Gere, an actor, is Buddhist. Kate Hudson, an actress um, in Deepwater Horizon, Mother's Day, Marshall, some of the movies recently she was in, she's Buddhist. Tiger Woods is Buddhist. Orlando Bloom is Buddhist, Lord of the Rings, and Pirates of the Caribbean. A lot of people that, that influence our culture, and, and we listen when they speak, and we watch when they act, and control social media on Facebook, are all Buddhists. And believe what we're talking about this morning. But were Jesus and Buddha alike? Letter D on your outline, were Jesus and Buddha alike? There's a lot of talk today that that these two were, they were just alike. And you can believe in either one of them. You can believe in either. Other people believe, well, Christians believe in Jesus and Buddhists believe in Buddha, but they're the same, they're the same. Both going to take you to heaven. They both taught the same things. They, they both had followers. In fact, if you read their teachings, they're very similar is what you hear. If you go online and just another, another Google search about Jesus and Buddha, you'll see one article after another saying they, they were just alike. You can believe in either. And that's our culture. Folks, these, these two are vastly different. First of all, here's what Buddhists believe about Jesus. They believe that Jesus traveled to India and Tibet and was influenced by Buddhist teachings. Now remember, Buddha lived 400 years before Christ. Born in 480 B.C., died in 400 B.C., And so, 400 years before Jesus lived, Buddha lived, so Buddhist teachings were all around. And so, Buddhism believes that whenever Jesus came along, born roughly, what, 4 B.C., that there was a gap of 18 years. We don't know what happened. We know he's at the temple at 12, 
and we know he started his ministry at 30, but there's an 18-year gap known as the silent years. We don't know what he did or where he went. We're not told in the Bible. We're not told in, in, with tradition. We're not told with archaeology. We don't know. So Buddhists say during those 18 years from the age of 12 and 30, he traveled to India or Tibet or possibly both and he was influenced by Buddhism went back to Jerusalem and Israel and Sea of Galilee area and taught Buddhism kind of repackaged and that's what Buddhists believe the only problem with that is there there's no evidence anywhere to, to back this up no evidence in tradition no evidence in writings being secular or religious either. No archaeological evidence that Jesus ever stepped foot outside of Israel. And so we don't have any evidence that this is true. Listen to what the Dalai Lama said of Jesus in 2001. Jesus lived other lives, reincarnation finally broke free of reincarnation, achieved a higher enlightened state, and he did it through Buddhist practices. So Buddhists believe Jesus was Buddhist. Christianity does not believe this. We believe that Jesus is eternal. He's not created. There was never a time Jesus did not exist. We believe that Jesus is higher than Buddha. They're not equal. We believe Jesus is the only way to have a relationship with God, and there's no other way to have one other than Jesus. Look at Acts 4.12. Nor is there salvation in any other, for there's no other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved except the name of Jesus. And we believe in Christianity, Jesus is Lord. He's the su supreme being. He has no rival. He has no equal. He's Lord. There's one other difference between Jesus and Buddha. When Buddha was 80 years old, he was traveling. Born in 480 B.C., in the year 400 B.C., he was 80 years old, traveling through India. He ate some bad food. He got food poisoning. Is either pork or mushrooms. Traditions say both. But he got sick. He made it as far as Kushinger, India, and realized he was not going to survive. Went outside and laid down under a grove of salah trees or fruit salad trees. In fact, they revere those in India today. Laid down under the trees. They made him comfortable, his disciples did laid something under his head, and he laid down there. In fact, there's drawings depicting what happened. He looked at his disciples and said, Do you believe what I've taught you? And they said, We do. He said, Then follow the teachings. And with those final words, he died for good. Jesus, however, was crucified on a Roman cross. But on the third day, he came out of the grave alive, walked the earth 40 days, 
seeing as many as 500 people in one place, and on the 40th day, ascended back to heaven with the promise he's coming again. So today there's a huge difference between one who's dead and one who's alive. And that's why one of the reasons we believe Jesus and Buddha are not alike. Jesus is Lord. Letter E, no grace. In Buddhism, much like Hinduism, there's no concept of grace. You get exactly what you deserve. If you're a good person, you deserve good to come to you. You get that eventually. If you're a bad person, you're going to have bad come back to you eventually. It's called karma. Buddhists believe in what's called karma, and they believe that karma rules the world. So if you offer grace, you're negating karma. You're interfering with karma, and karma rules the world, so don't interfere with it. Do not offer any concept of grace. So they don't believe in grace. They believe in karma. Christianity, we're full of grace. It's one of the key concepts of what we believe. It's, it's one of the great attributes of our God. He's a gracious God. We don't believe in karma. We, we don't believe karma rules the world. We believe God rules the world. And He's a gracious God. And the definition of grace is unmerited favor. It's getting something you don't deserve. I don't deserve grace, and you don't either. But God brings it into our lives. Otherwise, we're hopeless. Listen to what Titus says, chapter 2, verse 11. For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men. Praise God for a belief system that offers grace. I need it. You need it. Thank Jesus for a gracious God. And Paul referred to that in verse 30 of his sermon. Look at the last one, letter F. No cross needed. Letter F, no cross needed. Buddhists do not believe it was necessary for Jesus to die on the cross. It wasn't needed, they say. There's no such thing as sin. Therefore, we don't need forgiveness. And we don't need deliverance. And we don't need a sacrifice because there's no such thing as sin. Sure, nice of him do it, but... You don't need it. You don't need the cross. Listen to, again, beliefnet.net, Buddhism's teaching. Quote, there's no such concept as sin in Buddhism. Every person is responsible for their own good deeds and their own bad deeds. But every soul is of great worth within themselves 
a great wealth of both good habits and evil habits, and karma will decide, end quote. Folks, Christianity teaches that there is sin, teaches that we have transgressed God's laws, and Christianity believes that we do need a Savior. We do need deliverance. We do need forgiveness. We, we, we believe that we need the cross of Jesus. It's very much needed. Look at Hebrews 9, 22. Without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sins. And we believe that Paul talked about that in Romans, in Mars Hill, in the book of Acts, in Mars Hill. And that's what some of you need today. You need your sins remitted, forgiven. Yes, we need the cross. Years ago, Hideyoshi was a Japanese warlord who ruled Japan in the 1500s. 1590, he was Buddhist, and in 1590, he commissioned a, a huge statue of Buddha to be built in Kyoto, Japan. Huge shrine. In fact, whenever he, he built it, it was 15 stories high. It was made of wood. Whenever he built it, it was the largest wood structure of the time. Massive. It took 50,000 men five years to build it. And he built it to honor Buddha because he was Buddhist. It was completed in the year 1595. The following year, 1596, something interesting happened. An earthquake hit Kyoto, Japan. And right where the temple was standing, it just crumbled to the ground. They rebuilt eventually on the same location, rebuilt another structure, not quite as large and colossal, but again to Buddha, and it was again hit by an earthquake. They rebuilt years later. It was struck by lightning, brought to the ground. <laughs> rebuilt, caught on fire. Here's the last one, 1973, which is pretty late. This is the last one that was built at the same site. You can tell it's a lot smaller. But in 1973, this one, the Great Hall, caught on fire and burned. They never rebuilt it since 73, just flat ground now. But Hideyoshi, the very first year he built it, 1595, start standing there 15 stories high. After the earthquake, it is said that Hideyoshi was enraged at Buddha for allowing this great temple that he had built to be destroyed. That he rode by it on his horse, shook his fist, drew back his bow, shot an arrow at the ruins, and said, I built you at great expense, and you're not even strong enough to take care of your own house. And he rode away, never to follow Buddhism again. And folks, the bottom line is, you need, and I need, someone strong enough to forgive our sins Reconcile us with our Creator. Take us to heaven when we die. Keep us saved. You need somebody strong enough to do that. And that's only Jesus. There's no other name that can bring you salvation than Him. Let's pray together. Father, thank You today for Your Word. Thank You for Your teachings 
God, we thank you that Jesus Christ is Lord of all. Father, I, I pray today that um, you would help us whenever we, we hear and read in, in our culture teachings that, that contradict your word. God, help us to recognize them and help us to cling to the truth. Father, it's my prayer for those in, in our congregation this morning that need remission of sins. They've never submitted their life to the Lordship of Christ. That today will be the day they turn to you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.